check, check, hello. Hello, check, check. You there? All right. Microphone appears to be working. So this is 20 and 20, a rapid fire review show from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. My name is Pat, I'm your host, and today's Thursday, January 7th, 2021. It's the first episode of the new year. A lot has happened already. I gotta say, I think I started this podcast at exactly the right time. Um, the world has given me so much to talk about. It's crazy. This week was crazy. And we are going to get into it. But first, let me introduce the show. Um, I do review 20 things in 20 minutes. I do spend a minute on each review with a stopwatch. Uh, brevity is key here. We get to a lot. And it's lighthearted and it's a lot of fun. So thank you for being here. And with that in mind, I am going to get out my stopwatch and hit go. Something on everyone's minds today. Everybody's minds. Your friends, your family, your neighbors. People around the water cooler, people at the kitchen table, people online. We're all talking about it. And I'm talking, of course, about Marvis toothpaste. Marvis toothpaste. You may be wondering, Pat, are there any alternatives to Colgate or Crest? You know there are. I got you on this. Marvis. It's Italian. It comes in a variety of flavors like jasmine mint, strong mint, arctic mint, ginger mint, and cinnamon. All of them are delicious. All of them elevate the toothbrushing, teeth brushing experience. I gotta warn you, Marvis does not have fluoride. So if you're living somewhere that does not fluoridate the water, you're probably gonna wanna have a fluoridated toothpaste in your arsenal. I'm not your dentist, I'm just, you know, common sense. If you live in Chicago where we fluoridate the heck out of our water, by all means, go crazy. Marvis toothpaste tastes great. Uh, let's get to the uh, meat and potatoes of tonight's uh, show. Uh, politics, the Georgia runoffs. Uh, congratulations to Raphael Warnock, John Ossoff, um, two new senators out of Georgia. Raphael Warnock in particular, um, first black senator ever in the state of Georgia. That's crazy. Not altogether surprising. The legacy of slavery and Jim Crow looms large in the American South, and of course throughout our country. And uh, just gotta give a special shout out to all the black organizers and voters who delivered the win for Georgia and for our country. It's huge. Uh, Joe Biden's gonna be able to pursue his agenda without as much obstruction. That's a big deal. I don't think his agenda is gonna be terribly progressive, but I, I hope that it'll be uh, better than what we got now. And uh, you know, just, it was something, it was a nice way to wake up to yesterday morning. Uh, the the day did not go well from there. Bunch of ghouls sieged the Capitol building, and all they could think to do when they got inside was take selfies, post to social media. One dude carried a heavy podium around for some reason. One dude stole Nancy Pelosi's mail. They had no substantial asks. You would think if you got in the Capitol, you would have some demands. I want universal health care. I want a raise in the minimum wage. I want an end to the death penalty. No. All they wanted was more Donald Trump for four years and they didn't get it because last night Joe Biden was certified. And uh, these goofs were left to leave without repercussions. It's shameful. I'm not going to get into it anymore. You've probably read about it enough. So let's move on. 
Uh, before all this happened, the big news was the death of MF Doom, a rapper. And I gotta be honest, uh, his opus, Mad Villainy, the work he produced with Mad Lib, the producer, kind of never really moved me like it seemed to move other people. And so I wanted to know what this outpouring of grief and celebration was all about. So I checked out some of MF Doom's other work. And the first thing I listened to was his debut from 1999 called Operation Doomsday. And that was way up my alley. Super good. Boom bap revival music. A boom, boom, bap, boom, 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 bap. You know, like that. And he sounds kind of sleepy, but not terribly sleepy. Like, he sounds bored on Mad Villainy. That's my big problem. But on this record, the rhymes just keep coming. He sounds energized. The beats that he made himself are freaking great. It is a lot of fun to listen to that. Hits on hits. And so that has been my um, my big um, my big listening uh, trend of the week is that MF Doom debut, Operation Doomsday. Been listening to it all week while cleaning my house. Yes, I've been cleaning my house. Kathy wanted to hire someone. I said, during COVID, you know, I got the whole week off. Let me take care of it. Well, she had doubts. Let me tell you, I am not a man of details. I'm a big picture guy. I might not even be that. I'm just kind of a fool, but I do know how to clean a house. I'm pretty dang good at it. And one thing I've been doing is I've been washing the walls. When's the last time you washed the walls in your house or apartment? Think about that. Have you ever done it before? Have you ever done it once? Run a magic eraser, even just a damp cloth over the wall, especially as you get higher up by the ceiling where uh, short people cannot reach. You will notice that it is filthy up there. And so it is so satisfying. You don't think it would make a big difference, but then you look at the wall after you've cleaned it, and it's like sparkling. It's like a mirror. Freaking rules, people. Wash your walls, okay? Another thing you can do to boost your mood in this horrific world we live in is get yourself a goldfish. Why not? What do you have to lose? Well, the goldfish, for starters, they don't always survive. Uh, some of them live in your house for an hour, and then you got to flush them. That's just the, the nature of the game. We have had goldfish, though, in my house before that have lived for over a year, over two years. I had one when I was in Juneau. That was my last goldfish. We never bothered to name it because we never expected it to survive. But that goldfish was with us for almost two years, and I loved that goldfish. I liked the routine of cleaning his bowl, even though it stunk like shit. It was kind of like kind of put you in a trance, a little meditative. And just to watch that goldfish kind of swimming around slow, being lazy about life, living the life that people actually kind of want for themselves, you got to say, man, those are some goals right there. I want to be more like a goldfish. Go to Petco, get a goldfish. They're like a quarter. Cheapest pet you can find. And if you need someone to watch it while you're on vacation, you know who to turn to. Your boy Pat over at 20 and 20. Okay. Another thing I was doing while washing my walls was listening to a podcast called Axe to Grind. It's a podcast about hardcore punk music. Hardcore music being one of my favorite genres ever. And um, the three hosts have incredible chemistry. They really work well together. Um, they have some pretty hot takes about music. Their best episodes are the ones where they talk about almost every release in hardcore punk in a given year. And the one that I'm listening to right now chronicles the year 1999 in hardcore. It's a two-part episode that lasts over five hours. It is a marathon, but it is so entertaining. And it really, like, there are lots of bands that I mean to check out. And once they weigh in, one way or the other, 
I give them a shot and they become bands I like. Or they become bands I'm at least interested in, like Shelter. It's like, I don't love this music, but at least it's interesting. It's something to listen to and think about. Axe to Grind is the name of the podcast. Check them out. A lot of people have been asking, what do I do with my Christmas tree now that the holiday is over? Well, I have some answers for you. You could uh, throw it in the alley. That's one option. That's the most popular option. The tree kind of sits there until the garbage people come and they take it away. Okay, that's an option. You could drive it to Humboldt Park or one of the other participating parks and they can mulch it. They could use it uh, for City of Chicago projects. That's a little bit more appetizing than it just ending up in a, a landfill somewhere. So there's that option. We called the guy that we found on the Facebook community group. He came by on his bike and took the tree away and he's going to mulch it. And that guy would even bring some of that mulch back to you if you want for your garden. You tip him a little bit of money. It's like a small business for the week. Um, so those are all options. I got to say one person in my alley threw their tree in the recycling bin <laughs> with rope around it. Oh, we live among fools and morons, don't we? We really do. It's okay. Everyone's got their quirks. Um... Sometimes when I'm thinking about how twisted this world is, I need a drink. I just want to sip on some whiskey. My boy Joe came through. Shout out to Joe. He came through with a bottle of Basil Hayden's Dark Rye, and this stuff tasted so good. I drank about a half a bottle with my wife yesterday. It is uh, Kentucky bourbon um, that is a blended with port and Canadian whiskey. It's smooth, but it's got some fire to it, and uh, I was just drinking it neat yesterday. I'll be honest. I don't really know all that much about whiskey. Some people like to throw in a cube. Some people like to sweeten it up a little bit, a little mixing action, some water. I just take it neat, and uh, yesterday that was a great decision, just reading, sipping on some whiskey. Great way to end an otherwise uh, pretty chaotic day, okay? Um, this time last year, I was trying to lose some weight. Uh, I had put on some pounds during the holidays. Nothing major. You know, if you know me, I'm a pretty skinny guy, but uh, more importantly, I was trying to change some of my eating habits. I was trying to be healthier, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. I wanted to eat healthier. I wanted to understand my diet. I wanted to learn about nutrition. I wanted to invest in myself, my future, and my health, okay? I got an app called Noom, N-O-O-M. You've probably seen advertisements for this. I am not a shill. I use this app. I paid for it, and... Um, it worked really well. I stopped using it during COVID because, uh, because again, not a smart guide, kind of checked out, but I want to get back to it. Um, it is a really good way to, I mean, the, lo the loss of weight is good, but also like learning how and why you consume calories, like kind of, kind of like getting in touch with that side of yourself, I think is important. So, um, you know, Noom is, is just really cool. If you're, if you're interested in, in, you know, parsing your health a little bit more, give it a shot. What do you have to lose? They have a free trial, I think. All right. Another thing you can do to lighten up, so to speak, is to give shit away. Like you can dump it in the alley and let the pickers come through and they'll take it, especially if it's made of metal, right? But um, another thing you can do is for big items, you could post them on Craigslist. You can post them on Facebook Marketplace. You can post them on Nextdoor. And if you list something for free, someone is going to take that from you and like no time. I'm posting, right now I got a desk in my garage that I've just listed for free and I'd be shocked if it's still there by the end of the day. So fingers crossed. Everyone wants less clutter in the house. Um, why wait for someone to come around with a 5 or $10 bill? It's not worth your time. Just give the item away. 
Uh, you'll forget it existed like two seconds later, okay? Uh, underrated, overrated, properly rated. I was thinking about the buildings themselves, the Capitol building, the White House, and I needed one other building to throw in the mix, so I picked the Lincoln Memorial. Three iconic buildings in Washington, D.C. We're going to talk about whether they're underrated, overrated, or properly rated. So yesterday in the news, we have the Capitol building. The Capitol building is properly rated. The Capitol building is huge, and that's why when I saw the pictures from the, um, the insurrection, I was shocked at how many people were on the Capitol, but it looked like an inauguration. It was crazy. Um, it is a beautiful building. It is huge. It does wow you when you step up to it. Overrated would be the White House. That building's pretty tiny, and it's so far away. The fence that uh, kind of like delineates the perimeter of the White House you're, you're like a quarter mile from the building. It looks like a speck. So that's overrated. And underrated, I'm going to go with the Lincoln Memorial. Even though the Lincoln Memorial gets a lot of love and it's on the penny and like all that, it still is a pretty kick-ass building to visit in person, especially if you start thinking about the legacy of Lincoln while you're there. Maybe putting a book in your cart, you know, to read later about slavery, about his presidency, about abolition, all that stuff. I mean, it is a landmark for a reason. It is an important building and it is underrated. DC is pretty tight. I got to say, I like going there. Um, not so much when Trump's in office, but yeah, let's keep going. Um, got to give a special shout out to another musician this week, Beverly Glenn Copeland. Uh, Beverly Glenn Copeland is a, I would say, keyboard player, uh, sound, architect, designer, musician, new agey kind of person. Uh, Beverly Glenn Copeland's 1986 record, Keyboard Fantasies, is so good, so meditative. It is a landmark recording in new age music. Um, it was released under the name Beverly Copeland, but in 1992, uh, Beverly Copeland transitioned to a man, so... Um, He's releasing music now, uh, continues to reissue and be discovered by fans of ambient, electronic, new age, and I'm so psyched that I learned about his music. Um, very interesting dude. Uh, takes a lot of great pictures, has a very um, appealing outlook on life. So if you need something to relax to or to feel like you're underwater or something, check out Beverly Glenn Copeland's 1986 record, Keyboard Fantasies. I promise you, you won't regret it. Uh, I also was listening to that record when I was chopping some veggies, prepping some dinner. You know how I do it. And um, I just wanted to talk about the best vegetables to chop. The best vegetables to chop are, uh, the very best vegetable to chop is celery. I don't love eating celery, but I add it to a lot of soups and stews and chilies and so forth. It's substantial. It's cheap. It's good for you. Um, Celery also is so much fun to chop. You can go so thin and you can really be meticulous about it and it really puts your knife to the test. Celery rocks. I also love chopping chives, green onions. Um, that's really fun. I also like to make those as thin as possible. So you're seeing there's like a, a trend here. I just learned how to prep leeks. I made a potato leek soup. I had never used leeks before in my life. I chopped those bad boys, very similar to celery and chives. Uh, I think they're in the same species or genus or whatever the hell. Uh, Leeks, uh, super fun to chop. A little bit thicker, a little bit more substantial. Oh, baby. And then carrots, fun to chop. Sometimes the little pieces of carrots go shooting over the uh, counter all the way off the ground. But 
you know I love to chop carrots. So, And I've talked about my love for, for chopping and for sharp knives before. So let's move on. Um, in uh, recent cooking, I've been using uh, hot sauces. I talked about Louisiana hot sauces last week. Now I'm going to talk about a sauce that's made right here in our city, Chicago. It is Co-op Sauces Chiracha. Chiracha? Chiracha? It's supposed to be a pun on uh, Sriracha. Most people eat that... Uh, in college, they used to call it rooster sauce. What's the name of that company? Anyway, sriracha. I think that sauce is trash. It's full of sugar. It tastes disgusting. It's like not appealing at all. It's like glorified ketchup and it sucks ass. But um, this co-op sauce, Shiracha, rules. No sugar added, vegan. Uh, you know this is a meat-free podcast, so i um, throwing this on my tofu. I'm throwing this in dishes like a rice noodle. I'm throwing it on rice. And in various stir fries. So get a hold of a bottle. You can find it at your local grocer. Co-op sauces, Shiracha. Also got to give a special shout out to Frank Ash, the children's author. His books rule. Uh, the book he's most known for is Happy Birthday Moon, in which a bear protagonist learns that it's the bear or the moon's birthday, decides to buy the moon a hat. And uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, there's a secondary character of his Echo. Uh, the illustrations are very striking, very like mid 20th century, um, solid colors, like not like very simple illustrations that are really hit home. And the plots are good and the narratives are good. And the characters are very sympathetic and very sweet. And the kids love these books. They're very good before bed um, because they are gentle. They, uh, they're a good way to wind down after a long day. So I also recommend Moon Game. That's the new one we got. It's pretty dope, I gotta say. Frank Ash, um, I don't even know if you're still alive, but thank you for sharing those books with us. Um, Patagonia, you're a company, so I'm not gonna thank you, but Patagonia is a company that makes a jacket for kids called the Nano Puff. If you are a parent, or if you're gonna become a parent, or if you have a niece or a nephew, or some some grandkids, you got to know about Patagonia's line of uh, kids' clothes, specifically the Nano Puff coat. It is a coat that's filled with, uh, I, I believe it's synthetic down. It's warm. It comes in some great designs. Uh, perhaps most importantly, it is car seat safe. Not everyone knows this, but not every car seat is designed um, to, to uh, accommodate down coats, heavy winter coats that you just can't tighten the car seat enough. Well, you can with the majority of uh, Patagonia's Nano Puff jackets. Uh, we've been using them for several winters, maybe since Alice was born, to be honest with you, and uh, haven't found a better kid's coat yet. And I don't think I will. So uh, Patagonia Nano Puff. Uh, for my clocks, you know I'm going to Schoolhouse. What is Schoolhouse, Pat? It's a great question. Schoolhouse is a company, I believe they're out of Portland. Portland, Oregon, not Maine, Portland, Oregon. And we just bought a clock from them uh, that is bright yellow. It really adds something to the room. And uh, it's substantial. It's huge. It's like it's like the size of a hubcap. And it really comes off the wall. And it's heavy. It's made of metal. And it's pricey. I think we paid short, just shy of 300 bucks for it. But I love that clock already. It came uh, recommended to me by a friend, Brian, who designed the... Uh, the logo for 20 and 20. Shout out to Brian. He's got the same exact clock. At the risk of becoming a poser, I bought that clock too. I'm happy we did. Uh, Kathy kind of pushed me to do it. 
And so when I finally gave her the go-ahead, you know, because like a $300 clock, do you really need it? The stove tells your time. Yeah, we needed it. I, you know I'm a horologist, too. I love timepieces. Go on the schoolhouse's website. They also make linens. They also make light fixtures. They make stools. Um, pretty cool stuff. Shout out to them. Uh, shout out to a Chicago company called Good Neighbor Studios. Uh, recently, our friends Sierra and Jack went to a local shop and brought home some candles for us. We haven't been able to get out shopping. We ran out of candles. They delivered the goods um, from Good Neighbor Studios. We got a candle called Mary Schitzmas. I didn't even know what this thing smelled like beforehand, but it had David from Schitt's Creek on it, David Rose, and it smells terrific. Burns nicely, burns evenly, good distribution of smell, not too potent. The same is true for the other candle we got, which is, I think, called Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. That's a Simon and Garfunkel reference. You know how I feel about Simon and Garfunkel. I feel very uh, understood when I'm <laughs> smelling these good neighbor studios. Exactly what I want. I love a small business. You know that's what we do on 2020. We highlight these local companies. So shout out to them. Good neighbor studios. Go get yourself a candle. Make your houses smelly. Make it smell better, okay? Last but not least, my favorite author in the world, Nicholson Baker. I think I spoke about him on episode one. He published an article in New York Magazine called The Lab Leak Hypothesis. And The Lab Leak Hypothesis is all about the possibility that COVID may have come from a lab and not from some cave in, deep in China. It suggests that maybe human error resulted in the COVID pandemic. Okay. Uh, almost immediately after publication, lots of people came out of the woodwork and suggested that he was a red pill, sort of QAnon conspiracy theorist. He, uh, I was certain after reading these responses that these people had not read the article because it takes an hour to read and they were, you know, posting about it almost immediately after reading the headline. I also think that they, um, probably don't know about Nicholson Baker's background. He did write a book about uh, virology. He did write a book about biowarfare last year. He spent 10 years researching it. He's not unqualified. They're like, oh, a novelist wrote about you know, COVID. Why not hire a virologist? Because a virologist writes peer-reviewed papers for like, you know, journals no one reads. You need a fiction writer or a nonfiction writer, but a commercial nonfiction writer to write these pieces. It is intriguing at the very least, and it's worth considering. He makes a cogent argument. I think you should give it a shot. At the risk of me seeming like a conspiracy theorist, I was a little bit more convinced. I don't know what happened. I probably will never know what happened. But it's worth thinking about, and it's worth thinking about for the reason that like, it could prevent future pandemics, future leaks, even suggesting that it could have been man, you know, a, a case of malfeasance is like, is powerful and worth investigating. Anyway, Nicholson Baker's my favorite author, so I had to defend him on my show a little bit. If he's listening, thank you, Nick. Um, I'm out. That was a great episode. It's 10.26 in the morning. My whole day is ahead of me. I'm going to get back to cleaning, listen to some Axe to Grind, listen to some Doom, some Beverly Glenn Copeland, think about the world, think about the state of our affairs. Dear Lord, I hope next week is a little bit more mellow. Um, you know, maybe I'll have a, a new toothpaste to suggest to you. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll be able to comment on, um, you know, the, the, the Toyota Corolla. Who, who freaking knows? But in the meantime, I hope you're good. I hope you're safe. Stay calm. Stay cool. Um, wear a mask and, and be safe. All right. I love you. Bye bye.